You are now listening to Cyber Time Bite, hosted by me, Stephen Clark. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Hey there, everybody. Um, this is Steven, here once again, for Cyber Time Bite episode 49. This is episode 49. Um, and next week, it's episode number 50. 50 episodes. By the time you hear this, it, this is going to be aired on the on the one year anniversary of Cyber Time Bite. Can you believe that? A year. A year already. That's that's crazy. Um, real quickly before I jump into this, I want to say thank you to all my fans who've been with here, been sticking around since day one. And if you and if you haven't been here since day one, well, thanks for joining. And today, um, I'm with um, I'm with uh, someone who is into cosplay, but a very different kind of cosplay that I would never find a million years would be a thing but it's it's a thing in the world's crazy today i'm with um i didn't even ask i didn't ever even forget, i forgot to ask um today i'm with uh uh angel tortured yeah angel tortured what's up i'm good uh enjoying the the heat of beginning of may it's turning summer so um it's gonna be nice that my cosplays i won't have to be shivering anymore <laughs> yeah i mean i mean like i mean like gosh I, I i don't even know where to begin i guess we can begin with where your cosplaying had started like where is it all began like um yeah i am i'm transgender so i'm female to male so i have been exploring a bunch of like gender bend like cosplays for a really really long time um what i also like to promote is cosplay is con- uh, doesn't equal consent and like body positivity so a lot of my cosplays that are like super scandalous and sexy and stuff like that like i show a lot of skin to help like pr- like to promote like healthy bo- body t- positivity and like that you know um try to phrase it correctly like you know like be standardized into a gender of like 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 the social stereotypes of like masculine characters and female characters Mm -hmm. um because all the cosplays i do they're still technically male you just add like the lingerie type uh element to it so like when you see my cosplays, they're still like I'm like, yeah, that's still Keith from Voltron. That's still a he, but he just is wearing leather booty shorts and fishnet stockings on top of it. So, the question I have though is that like, yes, he's a male character. Yes, he's male and all that stuff, and um, and you, and all that. But like, if if you if you don't, the thing I don't understand though is that like. If you identify yourself as not as one gender, but as just a gender in general, what? How do you explain like? How do you do like what you do, without without you know being too out there? You know, if you're trying to like not necessarily try to hide the gender that you were, but like you know, you know, not but not 
revealing what kind of gender you were or are or anything around that nature? Um, well, for me, I'm not, I'm not hiding it. Mm -hmm. So I'm very open about being transgender. Yeah. Like I'm extremely open and stuff like that. I've been on testosterone for over a year, but I don't have like, you know, top or bottom surgery. And my job outside of cosplaying is I am an adult entertainer. I am mm -hmm. a stripper and an exotic dancer for gentlemen's club. I, like I dress as female for yeah. my job. So yeah. I don't experience a lot of the gender dysphoria for me personally. So it's hard for me to talk about for other cosplayers that are experienced dysphoria and stuff like that. But I will say that there is cosplays that I have done in the past that help uh, emasculate and like, you know, that help like um, put on the more male persona. Mm -hmm. I really like doing the very flashy type thing because that's what I feel most comfortable in. But um, that's because I'm very comfortable with who I am, where I am, and my transition. And so I'm never hiding it. I mean, the only time I would probably hide it if I'm in a very, very conservative area. Yeah. Being a minor minority and stuff, you have to take safety precautions. I mean, I mean, like I like I respect you for who you are because I just respect everyone. So like I respect you for who you are, and I, you don't have. I mean, like because I appreciate. The co I mean, I, I appreciate that you cosplay. You know, that's the fun thing I appreciate. I appreciate you for being, for letting you be you, you know, and not being something that you're not, you know. You're you're just doing what you want to do, and that's how it should be. And, and, um, you're, and you do, you know, and I think I already said it already, but you do everything that you, that you, that you were wanting to set out to do, and you're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what kind of cosplay? So, what are your cosplays like? What's your line of cosplays that you do? Um, Outside I of Keith. am. Yeah, uh, majority I am Keith and Lance from Voltron. Um, I usually do their casual stuff. I'm currently in the process of rebuilding um, the Paladin armor, which will be more than you know, like amping up like the sex drive of it. Mm -hmm. Um. But, like, my other ones, uh, I do Dean and Castiel from Supernatural. I do Black Canary from DC. I do Jason Todd from DC. Um, also doing a Gwenpool. Um, so I have things coming up. I also do Steve from Stranger Things, which I'm going to be debuting at Anime Expo this year, um, along with uh, Sora from Kingdom Hearts. So, so you live, so, so in general, you live in the state of Washington, right? Yes. I recently moved here about six months ago. Where were you, where were you living before? What state were you living in before? California. California. Well, that's not that far. It's not, it's a, <laughs> no, it's not. So I'm guessing you moved far enough north where you're near the border of Canada that you can go to their conventions, right? Uh, not really. I'm on the southeast of um, of Washington, so it's Portland than I am Canada. So I'm more closer to Oregon, um, and like Idaho. But like, 
Um, I actually like I moved because I met people at convention and like we just hit it off that like now I'm in like an awesome Voltron house and it's really cool um, with other LGBT people and we're all cosplayers so it's like this little like cute little compound that we have mm-hmm. but we're definitely outcasts in the area that we are. <laughs> it's very uh, it's the desert of Washington <laughs> so not much different from Southern California. <laughs> I mean like that I mean like I'm I'm glad I mean personally. Personally, myself, I mean, like, that, I mean, no, wait, what am I trying to say? I'm glad that you're doing that, uh, because cause you're with people of the same kind, of the same hobby, that go to the same things. Personally, myself, that's personally not my thing, personally, but, but I'm glad that you're doing it, and you're, and you're going for it, and, and you're... T- I, What's that? I mean, like... Well, I mean, it doesn't necessarily just have to be about, like, gender and sexuality. Like, when you find, like, a group of people that you just connect with and, you know, you have, like, similar interests. Like, for me, like, it's for Voltron and, like, Kingdom Hearts and stuff like that. So, on that, like, when you find just a group of friends that get it, besides, you know, sexuality and gender. So, it goes for anyone. What's your, um, I don't know, this, uh, what, I don't know how to treat the subject but like um what's your what's your uh thoughts on like on wrestling do you like wrestling or is it a thing that like it's like it's it's there but it's just not my thing um well what type of wrestling are we talking about are we talking about like high school like uh wrestling are we talking professional are we talking staged are we talking there's a bunch of different type of wrestling i Um, mean um the stuff you the stuff you see on uh television, you know, the the do, the dot IE, that stuff. Um I mean it's not really like something I watch. I mean, I know of it. Like I mean I work in a strip club, so it's it's not that hard to avoid. Um I mean I don't really know any none of like the boxers or anything. Um I mean not I take that back because boxing and wrestling is different. So this is a I I am uneducated enough to give a proper answer. I mean, I like um, I like Glow, so the Glorious Women of Wrestling. Mm-hmm. There's um, the the be honest. Oh God, I can't believe I'm saying this. And this actually happened. There was there there was a wrestling match that happened in a place where you particularly work. It, oh yeah. It, I, don't I mean. They, they 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 hold wrestling matches in strip clubs. No, no, I'm saying like there was a match that for like 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 they like they got like like they threw the wrestlers in like I think it was like my it was my favorite guy CM Punk. He was in, he was in a match and he freaking like he freaking like threw him. He he like they were like fighting all over the place. They were fighting on the stage. They're fighting in the crowd. They were fighting everywhere. It was just like. It was just like I don't know. I'm never going to a place like that because that's just not me. But like, like my favorite wrestler is freaking from someone around in a in a in a weirdo joint in a weird joint. <laughs> um, I mean, was this like staged? Like it was planned, or was this like an unplanned thing? Well, it was independent wrestling, and independent wrestling can go anywhere. Like anyone, like anything can happen on the independents. I mean, this was like two thousand five, probably. I mean, like, was this like the club knew about this happening? It wasn't like a fight that broke out. No, no, no. The, they knew it was happening because 
Even independent wrestling has its scripted stuff. Yeah, that's why I was like, I mean, like, how it was phrased, it sounded like more like, uh, I was like, are you sure this isn't like TMZ? <laughs> TMZ. <laughs> like, exclusive. Um, no, but, uh, but like, does, does, did, did cosplay really help you, like, come out more as a person? Or was it like a thing where it's like, I still like cosplaying these characters under this gender, but but like I also want to show off that I have another side sort of thing. Um, I guess it's a little combination of both. Like, definitely when I started cosplay, it really helped me come out. Oh, sorry, a little bit of feedback. Um, it definitely helped me come out, especially when I was doing very very masculine type um, cosplays when I was doing Dean Winchester. Mm-hmm. Which is like this, like prototype of male masculinity, like the classic car, the guns, the beer, the like you know classic rock, and that's all the things I'm really into. Like that's how I look on my average day life. Like I mean, I'm total leather jackets and flannels and ripped up jeans, um, and like a I was a total tomboy before even coming out. Um, play really did help a lot when. Um, like side and like Tumblr especially because Tumblr was like the only like actual like closest thing to sex ed that you would real for like real that you would have because I mean high school is not going to give you real like answers um about like anything it's just like don't have sex and if you do don't enjoy it like it's it's just yeah and so finding like cosplay and like fandom really helped me come out but as I've been out I've been exploring this different side of me that I'm like, you know, I have a great body. Like, I like the way I look. Despite that I still look very female, I do like showing it off. And I'm proud of what I have. And not many people can say that. So to, like, encourage, like, other people to feel like they can be confident in their own skin. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, it's, I mean, like, you're really, like, from the sounds of it, I mean, it sounds like it's a really transcending thing for people who who want to like come out and be and be like what they what they want to be if they choose to do so um and and cosplays is one of those many things because it helped you um show come out as a person is what they wanted to be not is not by like choice. Well, it was by choice, but by a choice that they decided and decided to go on and keep with. Yeah, and like you know, like a lot of cosplayers, they I a lot of them identify with the character that they're cosplaying with. Like a lot of people are passionate about the person that they are bringing to life, and I feel you know art imitates life, and so they like a lot of people I know that are exploring their gender and stuff like to cosplay because they can explore that side of themselves without having to like you know really answer to anyone besides themselves and did and did your cosplay start as like regular normal cosplay like you cosplay like a regular keith and a regular and a regular shiro and a regular this and a regular that and then then did, did it start like that at first um yeah um like, I have my photos, but it's really funny, like, it's very, like, it changed about, like, within this year. Um, year, like, Emerald City Comic Con, I'm wearing 
so many layers. Like, I was so not confident. Like, um, I was, like, also, like, comparing myself to my other friends who were in the same cosplays. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I would go as Lance, and another friend was going as Lance. And then I would be in a... I would end up being everyone's bag carrier and like taking pictures. I was like, why is no one getting a picture with me? I'm wearing the exact same thing. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stand out. Like, you know, like I want to be special. I want people to remember me or doing. And then like, I realized how much I really liked it. And really a lot of people also liked it um, because it was different. It wasn't like copy and paste. Like, you buy like the jacket off Amazon and they do like, you know, the whole um, burger belt type cosplays, but there's nothing wrong with doing that either. Um, but it does make it hard for you like noticed and stuff like that to um, they look like everyone else. Then, then, then after you did that and after you started cosplaying, you did like these regular cosplays and and you know, and such such as you will, as you were saying. Um, when when were you like, let's take this a step higher? Uh, oh, like take it a step higher? Yeah, yeah, like take it uh, a step higher and then do like what you do now. Uh, probably about a year ago. Um, so I so I really like I guess with the supernatural fandom. Um, so I have like I'm also like. I'm known in like different fandoms for like different things for like supernatural. I'm known as like the tattoo artist because I have all the characters tattooed on my back mm-hmm. in order to show them off. I had to wear like a bikini like at conventions So people would see them and the actors could see them. And that's when I started was like, you know, I like, I was like, I'm going to start doing this. And I had enough people that knew me as Dean and, uh, knew me as like outside of cosplay that knew my gender identity that I didn't feel like when I dressed more feminine people didn't think I was a girl like everyone's like yeah you're a dude but you just happened to be wearing a bra like people mm-hmm. didn't like think twice mm-hmm. about it um, but that's like when I really started like doing that and I went to Rome when I did that like last May I went to Rome for it and then I came back I moved to Los Angeles in the beginning of July, and then it's just so hot down there that I was like, you know what, I'm going to wear shorts, and I'm going to wear crop tops. One thing that's really nice is um, my inspiration comes from actually a lot of fan artists. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of fan artists in Voltron that draw Lance with crop tops and shorts, and I was like, and they still made him as a male, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to start doing that, and I started doing it, and I feel great. So, I don't know if it's true, and you can say if it isn't, but... Does does cosplay somehow tie in with your childhood, or is child, or was your childhood different? Di- like the difference, like like different, and that was like a whole different thing, and it doesn't have nothing to do with your cosplay. I never even thought about that. Um, I mean, like I've never like I can't say if it's like true or false, but I mean, like my entire life, I was a pageant kid. Like I did dress up. Like, I was that total person, like, I, I was the girl that had, like, the princess box that has all the shoes and the dresses and tiaras. I loved doing it. I loved dressing up. I, like, cosplaying, like, I would make all my, out, like, all my prom dresses for me and my friends, like, the day of homecoming and stuff, that we would just create whatever we wanted. Mm-hmm. So, like, 
I just always loved dressing up. Um, Halloween was always my favorite time of the year. Um, opportunity to dress up. So I guess that, I guess, yeah, that really contributed to wanting to cosplay like more professionally. Because, because Halloween's the only day of the year, honestly, where you can actually dress up and walk around and people will not, and people will not be like, why are you doing this? Yeah. I mean, that, that, yeah, that's really true. Um, I've been super lucky. The area that I grew up in, like for 15 years, is like this really like artist area, and like they have like this thing called Kinetic Sculpture Race. Um, it's like it's in Northern California, so it's like above San Francisco and before Oregon. Mm-hmm. But like their whole thing is like artists and like farmers markets, and so people are just like wearing steampunk clothes as their daily life. So no one would think twice if you were like weird and stuff. Like they would probably be like oh cool and then yeah but that's because i was lucky and i lived in an area like that but one out of a million type thing it's not like if i was you know like in texas or something like that yeah i mean because 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 the country in all ends of the in all ends of it is or you know have their thing and they're weird but the way I see it is, is just respect all, you know. I mean, like, I mean, I mean, because seriously, I mean, unless, unless you're treating me like, unless anyone treats me like a, like I'm, a D or something, then that's just the stupid part. But, um, but like, yeah. So, so are you a gamer? Do you consider yourself a gamer? Um. <laughs> Only until recently. I grew up in poverty, so I never had, like, the game systems, like, before I moved here, and, like, I just had friends that were like, oh, here's my old game system, you can have it, and then I just, like, started to, like, just play catch-up on all these games that people are playing, and I want to, like, play as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I was o- I only owned a PlayStation 2, and that's because my family could only afford that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like, I, yeah, I'm not a gamer, but I totally was an athlete, <laughs> Oh, so you're an athlete. You're an athletic kid. Yeah, <laughs> softball, cheerleading, uh, golf, which I hardly consider that a sport, but I guess it is. Um, I did tennis, um, volleyball for varsity and junior varsity. Any, anything that involves a ball, I think it's a sport, don't you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> golf, basically. ball, football, baseball. Anything with a round air pumped thing or non air pumped thing that's round is. It was like the one sport I didn't do was basketball. Basketball? <laughs> I'm terrible at basketball. Like, I always think of John Mulaney when he talks about basketball. Like, I understand the game, I understand the mechanics, but my body does not understand how to play. I cannot dribble a ball to save my life. But by God, like I play volleyball, I I go harder than Top Gun at volleyball. Harder than Top Gun. God, wait, wait. Did you just make up? Oh God, did you just? Did you just what, do there, what? There's top. There's volleyball and Top Gun. Yeah, yeah, I know, but Top Gun. Yeah, yeah, I know that, but like, I I know that, but were you? Were you making were you making like a sexual joke? <laughs> no, I was playing like 
but I didn't even like. I still don't think it was that sexual. Yeah, no. Like, I'm playing, I'm I mean, playing. people play hard, like, you know, like. <laughs> you're talking to a stripper, so like, I am like, so like, I like, I I roll my eyes so much at like into windows that I'm like, they go over my head because I hear them every day, and I'm like. I, I'm trying. Yeah. I, I no. I try to avoid this subject as much as possible because because I wasn't here to talk about really about that. I was talking about like your cosplays and everything else. But but oh uh, god. But oh god. Okay. But I gotta ask one. I'll, I'll ask one question about joke. it. What? I was not making a sexual joke <laughs> about Top Gun. No no no. But but no. I'll ask one question about it. I'll just ask one. Um. How many sexual windows do you hear a day? <laughs> Um, I mean, like, it, it's, it's complex. I mean, they usually mix the sexual into windows because it, it lightens up the mood and like, I talk to clients and stuff like that and make them feel like, you know, I'm known as like the really funny outgoing person. So I'm like the one with like a lot of like bubbly attitude and I'm like, I'm like doing the little clappy dance and like, just like, like just like super happy and outgoing when I'm there. So I'm usually the one making the sexual innuendos, but I mean, backstage, all the girls make tons of jokes consistently. Like he said, or then they'll be like, that's what he said. And like, and they'll be like making jokes about like customers or something like that. But like the DJ does as well. Like, I mean, that's part of the DJ's job is to like, make sexual jokes when the girl is on stage to like lighten up the mood and stuff like that and be like I mean like I dance to classic rock so consider um keep on say outcast and it's not outcast it's not even close um the people that say the saying pretty fly for a white guy it's not classic rock but pretty fly for a pretty fly for a white guy yeah that's a band and they have a song called Keep It Separated, and I'll dance to that. And so there's a sexual joke consistently within that song um, because I'll do splits on stage. And so, you know, oh, God. it's just that that's just what the, I mean, the sexual windows that I hear a day, it's like every breath that someone takes is pretty much a sexual in, in a window because that's the setting you're in. So like a number i'm like uh anytime someone opens their mouth it's probably sexual oh, okay that okay that's <laughs> i probably i probably have my with that conversation <laughs> okay. no but no i mean and i'm super open about that like i'm i'm all for like feminism and body positivity so i mean like yeah like, yeah i know but like i, I just like lands of i i'm just i'm just trying to not, I'm not trying to say you can't trying to keep the podcast kid friendly, but just like people. But people, you brought it up. <laughs> I want kids to be like, what? <laughs> and then I gotta explain to them and go like, for the kids who do message me, if there's any, I gotta be like, um, it's a uh, gym class, kids, gym class. <laughs> I'm not, and they'll inspire to do that. That's what like. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Uh, I mean, like, kids ask, just feel, just feel like you know, it's adult entertainment. Yeah, I mean, like, no, I mean, like, I'm not striking, I'm not, I mean, I'm not striking you. I mean, you're doing what you want to do, and I respect, and I respect that. You know, it's just, I'm just, I, and 
and you know and stuff you know what i'm saying uh, and i mean we should get more t- back onto the topic of cosplay yeah 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 back, yeah sorry back on the topic okay back on the topic of cosplay um what is there any fandoms that you would like to cosplay or any fandoms yeah. that you cosplayed already but you didn't cosplay the character yet um i so are you so if there's fandoms that i have already cosplayed but have not done a character yet so i'm like like i mean like let's say voltron and you already did can't lance and uh no not lance shiro and keith no lance and keith but like but like what i've never done it i've never done a shiro would you like to cosplay him though I mean, I would, but I mean, I'm not dummy thick, so, <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, like, I'm very short, I'm 4'10", it is very hard to pull off a Shiro cosplay looking the way I do. 4'10"? Um, I do do team-ups, though, with another sexy Shiro cosplayer, and he is amazing. He always goes to conventions, and he's always, like, he's shirtless, and he, like, lifts me up over his shoulder, and it's great. So I just kind of leave it to, like, the really, like, buff people to be Shiro, but, I mean, I would definitely love to do a Shiro, because that would be the only other character I think I could possibly, like, you know, sexify, like, the best way to, like, say that, like, the most, like, to sexualize the character, because the the only characters that are canonically over 18 mm-hmm. is Lance and Shiro, um, unless I want to do side characters like Matt or Alora. I mean, because I'm, I'm careful about, like, not wanting, I don't really want to do characters that I'm, my personality is a little too different from, because it strains from it, so I probably wouldn't do an Alora. But, yeah, I would love to do Shiro if I was, like, six inches taller. Are you are you actually five, like four ten like four ten? I wear the I wear six inch heels. But like even if you weren't, but even if you weren't four ten, my gosh. God. I mean, my mom's five foot and my dad's five three. So, um, also I I'm also open about another thing is I uh I have an eating disorder. So yeah. I've had malnutrition since I like since I was like a baby. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't able to grow. So I'm permanently like less than 90 pounds and weigh 410 grow because of eating disorder. I'm I'm sorry about that. Yeah, but I'm getting help. So it's not like it's not like bulimia or anorexia. Um, it's called ARFID. So it's a food. It's it also be it used to be called selective food disorder so if there's any of your podcast people that are like you know struggle with that kind of thing if i mean i mean if that's some i mean i mean i don't know how i mean that's that's probably like a long description about that so like if if you're if you if you um if you if if you want to like you know talk about that i mean if you have a are you on youtube uh no, I'm not on YouTube. Um, a lot like the video, the YouTube videos that I do have are mostly just past performances that I do for burlesque. Um, 
that I have as like a prof like a like as a video file pro uh, portfolio. So I don't have any like talk chat thing, but I have my Instagram and Twitter. So and and I mean like um, what's your macaw? Because I was because I was gonna ask like not ask but I was gonna say that if you want like you should talk you should you know if you if you feel confident about you know talking about that part of you I mean like it's all your choice obviously but like but if you feel confident in talking about that I say go I say go for it and make a video about it because because um you know if you want people like if you want people to know about more about you or you can or if you can help in any way and since you have something that you know that people can use a lot of like help from or people that can um be helped with in that certain situation by my, my yeah, god I that mean, could be you like the eating disorder that i have it's not a very common one so i mean i would totally do one probably like in an instagram video but there's so many like information out there that would probably uh, explain it a little bit better than I could. So like my previous, like I have a certificate in um, crisis intervention. So one thing that I really pride myself on is not giving false information. Mm -hmm. I do a video once I was like further into my treatment. Mm -hmm. um, I only just like recently started getting treatment because one reason why I moved to this area is like better healthcare. Yeah. And like getting like help that I need. Um, I'm pretty healthy. Like I'm actually very healthy for what I for who I am. Um like what you eat. Because my height my height and weight do match because being four ten and being eighty three pounds is for that size. Um and like I pole dance so I have like abs and I have biceps and like these what? and protein shakes. Like so, like what, like what do you eat? Are you like do you eat like vegetables and smoothies and you, not not being like a vegetarian, but like you know what I mean. I mean, I'm more of like so my diet is it it's it my uh my diet is not good. Um, like my my foods are usually soda, um, grilled cheese, chicken strips, French fries. But I, I make that up with, like, a lot of nutritional supplements, like, with smoothies and dietary things, like, Ensure. Because um, my diet, because the eating disorder that I have is connected to types of eating. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's related to a lot of autism. Yeah. So, it's like, textures, tastes, smells. And so that's, it used to be called selective food eating, like, disorder. So it's pretty much... There's only certain foods I can eat. Yeah. Not like I'm allergic or anything. Like it's just like I'll feel sick and I won't want to eat it. Like almost like a 12 year old that I have a 12 year old diet. Um, mm -hmm. But with doing alternatives like smoothies and stuff, again, like I wouldn't want to give anyone wrong information because stuff that works for me. And every single person's different in what their body needs and stuff. So, just needs like the three cups of like vitamin D, C, D, E stuff a day, and then I'm good. So, 
so you so you grew up with uh with some with some autism too um from what i heard or what i was gathering uh, yeah so, did that uh, did that uh did that um hope you was that part well i don't want to say it was part of it but was it was it was it like a thing with the with did, did was that did that factor into your oh. thing into your, <laughs> um, you know what i mean I wasn't diagnosed until my senior year of high school. So I was very late of being diagnosed with um, autism. And I like, I'm obviously high, I'm high functioning and I'm on the spectrum. So it's not like I'm autistic. Um, and, you know, it's not like I have autism because it's not a disease. Um, but like, it used to be like Asperger's, but we don't call it that anymore. So. Um, but I was diagnosed pretty much as I was graduating and like my school career would have been a lot different if I was diagnosed. I would have gotten a lot of help that I needed. Um, but I don't really think that really went into my cosplaying and stuff like that. Besides that, um, my compulsiveness, like I get obsessed with like fandoms and stuff like that. Like I become very passionate very easily with things. Yeah. Besides that... Um, just being like an extra, like, like an extra thing that it just makes me hyper focus on something. Doesn't really contribute that too much to my cosplaying. Besides, like, when I start a project, I won't stop until I finish. Mm -hmm. Like, I cannot stop. Like, it, it, I'll be working like for thirty six hours, and I won't stop. Well, I mean, being dedicated to something is is a good thing. I mean, like, if you're not dedicated to something, then like, why are you doing it? You know, but. Yeah. But like, but obviously there's the limits. There's obviously the limits. But like, but like, yeah, you gotta be you gotta be healthy to yourself. Yeah, you got you gotta be yeah you gotta be healthy to your own to your own body, as as well as your life. Like you got balance. Like it's you know the balancing thing. You know. I like the spoon theory. That's one of my things that I use a lot. Um, you get like a certain amount of spoons that you can use in a day. Like getting up is like one spoon, and going to a doctor's appointment is like five spoons, and you get like fifteen spoons a day. How many spoons do you end up using, or did you have to borrow into the next day of how many spoons you have to use? So I really like using that analogy because um, because I I tend to um, use too many spoons, and then I become over exhausted by the end of the month. Like I did pretty much two conventions within two months. And like, like plays. So and like between two jobs as well. So. So, so what um, what what's your favorite convention you've gone to, and what was your what was your first convention? What's your favorite convention? First convention was Supernatural Pasadena Con. So it was PassCon twenty fifteen. Um. That one will always have a special part, like, special, like, thing in my heart um, that I made Misha Collins cry. Um, I'm trying to think, like, film was pretty special because that was the first international convention I went to. Um, like, I, yeah, I never went to Canada until recently, but I've been to Rome before I went to Canada. So you went, You've been um, to Rome? another supernatural convention last may mm. yeah and then i went to london the next week God. um so i travel internationally for my cosplays 
and like showing off my tattoos and stuff. Are um, you, no, wait, real quickly. I guess if, real quickly, I don't mean to cut you off, but like, are you like a famous cosplayer? They say. I wouldn't say I'm famous. I don't think anyone knows who I am, but people hire me at conventions. So, oh, like so, the last convention I went to, people have pay, paid money and my trip to be there to model. So. I think I'm famous, but I definitely do not pay for my own trips. I'll say that. Because because I because I was gonna say, do you do you um do you uh re- like like you never forgot the people though who got you where you in in the cosplay world who got you where you are today, right? Like you respect everyone who like from the bot who started with you in cosplay from the bomb. Now we hear sort of situation. I mean, yeah. I mean. Obviously, like, uh, there's, like, a few cross, I mean, ph- photographers that were at Emerald City Comic Con that were, um, photos that you saw of me were from that convention, which in March, and some photographers, I believe, I have them um, credited on my business card, so Kenny Williams is one photographer that I have on my photography, and then, like, on my Instagram page, I tag our great, all my photographers. I always credit every single person, including a friend that w- took photos of me on their phone. Inspired mm-hmm. um, by art and stuff like that. I always credit the artist that I was inspired by. Um, but, like, I'm going to take these pictures. I'm going to send them to somebody, and then you're going to blow up overnight. And that kind of happened. So, like, Instagram, and then, like, I had several messages that are like, hey, we want you at this convention. And so, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I was, like, not expecting anything um, out of any of it. I was just a person that just wore what I wanted, and I was just walking around, and people were like, we want your photo. And I was like, okay, I show a little leg, and now I'm famous. <laughs> so so it's, be- so it's because of your out- – it's outlandish uh, – it's outlandish um, fair – Outlandish? Yeah, out, like like your outlandish cosplay is that is that is that fair? Is there a better term that I should be using? I mean, I'm trying to think like how outlandish connects to it. I mean, I mean, I they are over the top um, with a lot of things, but I mean, I am nowhere close to some like like I really like when I like being considered famous and stuff like that, I do not consider that whatsoever. Like, there's probably, like, there's probably, like, a hundred people that know who I am, and, like, some cosplayers that are so freaking beautiful that are, like, doing the exact same thing I'm doing that are much more popular, and um, they do, like, the Shiro and Keith cosplays, and they're, like, so amazing. Um, Their name is blanking on me. They're on, like... A lot of people on Twitter, um, too outlandish because because not the only person yeah that's doing it. Um, I think the only thing that makes it a little bit outlandish is pretty much that how open I am about it and that like I and mean, the stuff that I do. Because, um, because I was gonna I was gonna say I mean like um, is it because of you? doing this like like step going like okay i don't want to be like this anymore i want to be like this and then you do what you do and then people saw it and people were like we want you 
at this convention and this convention and this convention. Was it like that? Was it that quick or was yeah, it? It was like that. It was really quick. Like this, like build only started like this year. Um, like it really only like hyped up in March. Like it's very recently. Um, like I said, like earlier in the podcast, like when I was at Emerald City Comic Con last year, no one wanted a photo with me. Like, and like I make a joke uh, and I'm like I show a little leg, then people are instantly into me. Um, and like it it's uh, it's true, and it goes for a lot of other cosplayers. Like a lot of cosplayers that dress sexy, regardless of non-sexy characters. Like if you were dressed as Poison Ivy or something like like a femme fatale, you're more likely getting photos. Mm-hmm. It's like amazing, beautiful armor that's like covering your whole body. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So like, um, so like, do you, do you, when you when you do that when you do that stuff though when you're like flying from convention to convention, are you like? Oh God, I gotta stop. This is too much. Are Are you like? Are you like? Well, are you like? Well, I'm glad that I'm doing this because I'm able to show fans what I really am and what I support and who I support. I think it's a lot of the second one for sure. Um, because, like I said, like my goal really is, is like to promote that cosplay isn't consent and also that we should be comfortable in the bodies that we're given um, and like. You know, like me being transgender and stuff like that. I think I give a lot of like I've had a lot of people um, previous like in my other type jobs, not like being a dancer. Again, I work with youth groups and stuff like that. That I've given a lot of confidence to a lot of people um, that are exploring their gender and that they don't have to feel like they have to be stuck in a certain bubble. And I really love seeing fans. Like I've gone on tour. Um, for drag and like I uh, all up the coast and like meeting all these kids that were just like you do because you know I don't have to feel like I have to dress this way in order to people to see how I feel I am and I'm like that's really important to me so when I dress the way I do promoting be who you are Mm -hmm. because because in today's in via 2019, if you can't if if you can't be who you want to be, then I mean like, what is this like the 1849 or whatever? I mean, yeah, but we're also going through a we're going through a total like uprising with the like you know white supremacy and all this other stuff. Like it's very coming out of the woodwork. So mm-hmm. I really I want people to be safe when they be who they are. Yeah. Because for for me personally, I mean, I'm I'm a guy, uh, and that's that's how I that's how I always looked at myself and always wanted to be. I mean, and yeah. and I and I was I always wanted a girlfriend for the longest time because 25 years, not even one, but it's it that that's how that's how I um always looked at myself and I never changed or anything or ever did a different gender but I did but you know being someone who supports everything has looked it up has googled it and looked it up just to see what it was about and I think after like I think I researched uh, wait, what you are a, a, asexual right you said 
No, I'm not. I'm I'm not even close to that. <laughs> no, no, wait. No, wait. What was it again? I'm sorry. Well, I don't think I brought up my actual sexuality at all in the... Oh. Um, but I identify as pansexual, so I'm into, like, all genders. Um, yeah, so... But, like... Ace is more you're not into anyone. Yeah, so, so I mean, like, I'm... Like, I mean, back to what I was saying. I mean, like, I, I, I'm sorry. I just forgot for I just forgot for five minutes. So I apologize. But um, no, it's okay. For that's we have more knowledge. So I mean, for someone who, you know, for someone like you who, like, goes by a, a pansexual. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I can't say if you ever had if you ever dated in the past, but if you if you didn't, I'm pretty sure. You'll find someone of the same of the same uh, sexual, or or if they are the separate of the, the two separate two separate sexualities, I'm pretty sure. And if they really like you, I'm... and I mean, I'm not single, so I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with my relationship. So I mean, and there I mean, and there you go. I mean, like I mean, like it's you. That's just that's just part of you know who you are, and you're doing and you're doing it the best you the best way that you can and i'm i'm glad that you're just standing out and being who you want to be and not who you don't yeah and you know it's not a very like you know what i'm saying yeah and what i do is not very common um like we do have we definitely have like a wave of progression Mm -hmm. but we're not 100% 100% there yet. And I know a lot of people that don't feel very comfortable in their skin, regardless if they felt like a gen- different gender. Like, we have a lot of women and men who feel body dysphoria. Like, they don't like the body that they have. They wish they were skinnier. They wish they were bigger, you know. Um, and, like, one thing, like, I really want, like, everyone to feel like they can be happy with what their like their best healthiest self mm-hmm. the self might look different than someone else's healthiest self and they might compare themselves and I just use gender as an expression like um, of being like I'm comfortable in my own skin despite identifying as male um, that I can look like a girl and not give to like give two things about it um, because I'm comfortable with myself. Yeah. Did you um? Is it, I is it okay to ask um? But, but um, what what were you born as, and what made and what made you oh. go like I'm gonna be this day, and like you know be what you are today today. I kind of thought I answered that a little bit. Like I cosplay um can help with that, but I was born female and I identify as male now. Yeah, yeah. That like I still have a very female body, um, surgeries or anything like that, and and you know it's not really anyone's business if I decide to change anymore if I want to or not. I mean I don't know those on the, I don't know if I will or not either. Um, it's all a journey, but I think cosplay really helps with that um, exploring. Um, who I wanted to be when I was like dressing as a boy and I was like I felt the most comfortable with it 
I felt like, you know, it wasn't like, I didn't go through the normal thing of, like, I never felt like I was in the wrong body. Yeah. Like, a lot of transgender people feel, like, super happy being a pageant girl. Like, I I was in a National American Miss. Like, I competed and I won competitions as, like, being, like, a supermodel and as a teenager and country in uh, high school and I never felt unhappy about it it just and then it it just didn't like fit um did the cosplay um did the cosplay help you switch better than if you weren't cosplaying like so like so like so for example like like you dressed as Keith one day and you were like you were still male at this point and you were wearing Keith and you were like something's not right here you know, something like that. Uh, I mean, um, I don't know where it cut off because I had like a long explanation. Now I like totally forgot what I was like saying when I like when I went mute. Um, for Keith, like um, when I decided to like more dress like uh, more feminine. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like like when did when do you start dressing more feminine and started to. Like crawl out of the male skin and in, not into the not out of the male skin, but like out of the male out of the male and into the into the pansexual phase. Um, I mean, like I don't know. I never like felt like it. Nothing didn't work. Like for Keith, especially, still practically is the same cosplay that I usually do. Um, majority of the time, I will wear leather pants instead of stockings depending on how cold it is um i think lance is an easier Example. one to explain that um so for lance there's a lot of fan art that um show depicting him as more feminine um is kind of like you're almost like your teen girl type fashion like he's got like the heart-shaped glasses and some shorts and a crop top and he's like drinking bubble tea and i was like you know what that's really cool. I want to do that. And so that's when I started doing that um, because I was just seeing other people wanting Lance to look more feminine. And so I started doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it just goes to the creators of Voltron as well. Like the artists, they have said that oh, a lot of the characters, they draw female and then they're just like, we have female bodies that we use for everybody, but then we kind of just erase their chests. And they're more referring to Keith and Lance, that they're more feminine drawn, like how their bodies are and stuff like that. They have the tiny waist and the thin, like, arms and stuff like that. Like, they're meant to be drawn very feminine. Mm-hmm. Um, Keith, like, especially because of the hair and, like, his eyes and stuff like that, especially the Black Paladins episode with, like, May eyes and, like, the tears and stuff like that. That's, like, very, that's very girly eyes. Um, but come on, even so, you, even you gotta admit that mullet though. <laughs> the mullet, yeah. I mean, I wear an eighty, like a total eighties mullet that I use for Keith and Steve from uh, from Stranger Things. So yeah, it, it's chill. Um, but yeah, and also like the whole like fandom and like the shipping thing. That's a whole another thing. Why I dress more sexy and stuff like that. Like I am a shipper, but I ship everything, so I don't start any discourse or fighting and stuff. And so, yeah, that's, like, when I started doing more feminine, it was just, like, an attract, 
trying to do like a more an attractive version of the character, I guess. So thoughts on the ending of Voltron, your thoughts. <laughs> Besides that it was stupid. Um, Lances are better. 20 K like two K 19. My boy deserved better. Not dying alone as a monk. Um, <laughs> like basically he just turned into this sad. It, it was not good. I mean, I I don't care too much about Alora's sacrifice and stuff like that. Like, I was like, okay. I mean, like, that that was fine to me, but I didn't care for, like, Lance's ending. Um, because, um... I, because I did it. No, because, um, Lance and Keith were supposed to get together. They, they were supposed to be that, 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 that gay intertwine, um... Um, originally, I, the, the inner. I mean, they they did the tropes, the the elevator. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I mean, like that was supposed to happen. But what happened was is that people came in. They were like, no, 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 that ain't happening. And so they so they cut it. And then that's then everything that happened happened. Mm. I mean, I don't know how accurate that is. I, I mean, they were fighting to even like pronounce that Shiro is gay. It's very hard for me to have confidence that um ended up happening i do think that they ended up together like that's like that was what it was led up to like they got together after like the year anniversary of alora's sacrifice like it was so like led up to that especially with the sunset scene yeah definitely thinking about and like that whole season you like a lot of people were like oh lawrence was so cute and like they showed how bad they were for each other. Lance was so miserable with her. The only time he was happy when he was when he was not with her and he was just talking about her. Like every time they were together, they were just sad and mopey. And then when he was with Keith, he's smiling and stuff. So I'm I don't I'm not being that shipper, but I mean it just they they rushed a lot of things because also they, you know, they had so many things they wanted to do, but they only had certain amount of episodes they could do continued longer i would feel they would have executed things a lot better but it's what we got so there's not much more complaining that people can do it's it's the ending we got now i, I was just thinking about this this is, this is probably funny <laughs> okay where's it okay you're at a convention right this where's if you're at a convention and you're the keef that you usually are you know the you know the 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 key for that that the the you know that key, and yeah. and you're you're walking down the sidewalk or something, and someone and someone goes like Netflix and chill, wink. Because <laughs> um, get it, Voltron's on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not as funny as you would think it would be because I did have that experience at Emerald City Comic Con. When I was walking to, between my hotel and a convention, I was dressed as Lance. Yeah. And I had not, I had a bus driver honk at me for just being on the thing and then did the like tongue thing with, between like two fingers, which oh, was God. very inappropriate. And then I had like, like homeless guys following me that I had to take off my heels so I could actually walk faster. Um, it's not very, it's, well, it's I'm... not chill. And then, well, I mean, I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not like, you know, like, I don't like, 
what am I trying to say? I'm not. I don't. I don't condone those actions. I mean, that's a now that's just wrong. I mean, like in public, this is wrong. If it was a friend that I did it, but if it was a stranger, that's weird. But like, if a friend that was also dressed as cosplay, that would be funny. Yeah, I mean, like, like, well, I mean, like, uh, so sorry if I was like, I, I thought it was funny, but I did, but I totally understand if it wasn't. I'm sorry, but um. But it's just it's just weird because people don't. There's some people out there in this world that can't control themselves, and you know, they should and they should be castrated. Well, not castrated, but taught a lesson. I mean, if they can't control themselves, I mean, that's one way to control yourself. Well, I mean, opinion. Um, or, or as you like to put it, whip them in the shape. It's... Uh, I don't know if. I would put it that way. I mean, my cosplay would probably put it into that way, but a lot of people are like, oh, I'm so into that. I'm like, uh, just, it's just a cosplay. And then I love it when um, guys that are like totally being, cre- like this is, it is fun. There is one thing that is pretty funny though, um, that I do this on my daily life because, you know, the job that I have and people are like, no, but what's your real name? And like people trying to like, be weird or something like that, but also goes for cosplay. I reveal that I'm a guy when, like, some guy's, like, really touching me when they're not supposed to at a convention, and then I'm like, dude, my name's John, and they, like, totally back off. Like, then they're like, oh, they're like, oh, bro, I'm so sorry, because, you know, and they'd be like, I'm not gay, and I'm like, well, you were acting pretty gay. <laughs> oh, God. I do that. Like, if guys are, like, being really creepy to me, I'll, like, I'll drop my voice as low as possible, and then I'll be like, bro. And then I'll be like, oh, shit, man. And, like, and then cue Aerosmith, dude, looks like a lady. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean that sounds yeah, good, though. <laughs> Body like a Venus, but um, has a surprise. <laughs> no, wait. No, not that. That's, a, that's not an Aerosmith song, is it? I, I know my Aerosmith. Right, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, I know. I love. No, have you played their game? Have you played uh, uh, Guitar Hero Aerosmith? Have you played it? I I don't have Guitar Hero. It's a good game. It doesn't matter what gender you are. It's a great game. <laughs> I mean, I want like like I said like when we're talking about gamers, I've only had like a PlayStation, and so I've played Guitar Hero like a few times when I've gone over to like my uncle's house, and we usually do. Um, how you remind me of my nickel, my Nickelback, and also um, Cherry Bomb by The Runaways. That's usually the songs that we play. Um, hey, um, do you know that? Do you know Aerosmith had an arcade game? You probably know that though, right? Um, it sounds familiar. Yeah, they had a they had a game called um, Revolution X. It's a it's a rail shooter, an arcade rail shooter. <laughs> Like time, cool. like like time crisis. If you ever seen that, it's like that. I yeah I I don't know much about games. No, no. I, I wish I did because all my friends are gamers, and then like they'll have conversations, and where like Matt and Pedro are having the conversation, of, and then there's just Naima just looking back and forth, like super confused, like what are people talking about? Yeah, that is me. And then to the office, I like what is going on that's funny <laughs> oh man um let's see man we've been doing this for an hour me and you an hour a podcast 
how long is your podcast? So I was like, I was just like thinking, I was like, oh, this, like, I don't know how long his podcasts are. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I forgot to tell you, but I, you're not going to believe there's a, there's actually, I don't know if I did this since, I think this is the only one I did this with, but there was one time I did my podcast for two hours, third hour not recorded. I mean, I'm fine as going as long as you have questions. So like, I don't, I might, my schedule's cleared for the day. I want to. I wanted to ask you if you. Um, I know it's my podcast, but I wanted to ask you if you have any, if you want to ask me anything. Just the just the just the be not not saying that. Oh, I ran out of questions and now I'm getting lazy. But no, I just but I just wanted to see. I just it, just in case you're curious, if you want to ask me anything, since we're here already and you know we're on podcast, I never know. Uh, I mean, like I haven't gotten the chance to listen to your other podcast, so I feel like a terrible guest. <laughs> No, no, um, it's fine. I mean, you can ask me like, like, how long have you been doing the podcast, or, or why? Yeah. I mean, you did say like I was paying attention in the beginning, so like the one year is coming up, and congratulations on that. Um, Thanks. So I guess like my questions like are tailored like, so what kind of sound equipment are you using, and like, what's your like, you know, your your time rate frame that you usually work uh, with? On my my equipment that I use. Yeah. Well, my equipment I use is called a what is that? Bergner. Berg, I think it's Bergner. I think that's the name of it. And and this whole I have a board, a microphone, and yeah, I have a board and a microphone, and it and it connects. And there's all these things connecting out of it that connects into my computer via USB, and it, it only costs a hundred dollars for this board. And, oh, nice. And it works so well. Like I'm not like it works so well, so well. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, but no, it works. It works well. And um, the program I use to record is called But. Don't take that wrong. <laughs> don't don't, um, don't take that wrong. That's the actual name of the program. <laughs> um. I I mean, yeah, I I have a pretty mature mind, so. Yeah, I mean, I know. you kind of have to when you work when you work in the adult industry. So, you, you, I'm, I, I keep a lot of like, I'm very professional on a lot of stuff. So, yeah, it, it, it'll be hard to get me to crack underneath like, uh, like a joke like that. <laughs> it, it, it's hard. It's hard to make me crack. It is. <laughs> what? Okay. No, I'm not gonna try. But like, what? What would I? What would I have to do to make you crack? I guess like the closest thing would have to be like Voltron stuff, like things that like I find personally funny and like interpersonal type like inside joke kind of things or like were like, I mean like I could totally put on my Kira performance, which is what my entertainer name is, like at my club, and be like, ah, you're so funny, oh my gosh, like oh my god, you're so great, like. <laughs> Be like twenty dollars. Like, do you want to buy me a drink? Like, oh my god! And then, like, I do a little flappy dance, and then like, <laughs> and, like it's so annoying. And, like, I sound like a sheep, but guys are like so on it, and they're like, oh my god, you're so funny, and all this other stuff. And like, oh my gosh, I know, right? Oh my god! That, that's how that's how you're supposed to talk. 
Is that how you post no, that's, that's, that's sarcasm. I, <laughs> I, I just talk like how I normally talk. Um, that's like... But there's some people, if they're annoying me, I will do that voice. And then there's a... What? There, you know, there's, like, generic, there's that generic. There's that generic club music. I was like, well, our club music is like just playing like it. It's just um, like the top hits. Like so, it's like so. There's like the weekend playing and Panic of the Disco. And I usually, for me, my style is classic rock. So it'll be like Aerosmith or Ozzy or something like that playing when I'm on stage. So like some people that do EDM and I can't stand it because they blast the speaker so loud that it feels like your eardrums are bleeding. So what what kind of music do you listen to normally when you're not doing, you know, that? Um, I love classic rock. Like, that's my thing. Like, that's one reason why I'm so drawn to Supernatural. Um, uh, I mean, like, I like some top hits, like, if they're really good and, like, I'm like, you know, like, I like that song. Um, I like Fall Out Boy, Green, like all, like the early 2000, like alternative stuff. So Green Day, Blink-182, um, also I'm a Bluegrass fan, so like Alison Krauss and Ralph Stanley, um, Old Country, like Dolly and Johnny Cash, mm-hmm. um, not the biggest rap fan, um, I'm getting into Post Malone, but that's mostly because the Sunflower song. Um, I mean, like, have you been everywhere, man? <laughs> Johnny Cash reference. I, yeah. I mean, like, also, like, yeah, pop um, stuff. Like, I my favorite music of all time, nobody knows who they are because they're, like, super old, but I love the coasters. Oh, yeah. And are they from... I heard of them where are they from i i have no idea i can't remember where they're from they're probably from california uh or somewhere on the east they're they're from like the 60s -hmm. um like 50s and 60s and they're like they have a song called poison ivy in mexico um so like it's like it would be on like a same album as like fat domino or something like that would be on yeah. Like Little Richard and stuff. That's pretty cool. I, yeah, my grandfather's a musician, so I've been out of music. Um, he's been playing for like over sixty years, and he taught me how to play slide on a guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, but he learned from Muddy Waters. Yeah. So. So. And, uh, yeah. So. So all right. Last question, and I'm gonna make this big. So. No drum roll. I'm just gonna do my own personal drum roll because I'm that I'm that low on the budget. <laughs> but um, what? Hope hopefully you're okay talking about this. But um, it's a big question though. But uh, what's is your relationship with your family a healthy relationship? Because because you know sometimes it doesn't go over as well as you people might think it would have. But um, I was just wonder I was just wondering if if everything's good on your end on, on that and that end of the of the spectrum you know I, um i actually i'm i'm really really lucky i've been like my relationship with my family um so like 
I'm overly privileged with my family because how liberal and stuff like that they are. Um, it did take them some time to transition when I came out. Um, the most supportive person was actually my grandfather, and that was like really cool. Um, my preferred name now, and um, like, but like, it did take like, it took maybe my family like six months to adjust, but that's like comparatively a very, very short time for like anyone um, for a family to be just like well adjusted. My mom, when I came out, I came out on my 18th birthday um, because I finally just like kind of snapped and I was like, I like, I'm a guy, and she called me the C she called me a C U N T, and then took me out for breakfast. She's like you, and then we went out for crepes, and then she gave me like 200 bucks to for a convention, and she's like, okay, here you go, here's your birthday present, and then she's like, you know, I love you and everything like that. Are you sure about this? And I'm like, yeah. Um, and then it took some time. Like we, it was an uphill battle with my mom especially because when I was trying to transition, like, um, she was scared that it was going to be unhealthy for me. And when I was on her, she realized how happy I was. Like, I, my depression started to go away. And I wasn't as agitated and anything like that. And it was actually took my grandfather talking to her and being like, um, we, like, we've, we raised them, like, you know, referring to me, like, had my grandfather in my entire life. He's practically my dad. And like, he just like was with my mom and like, they were just like, um, it was like, this is what he wants and we should support him. And so when we did that, like I, everything was pretty good. But yeah, um, like it's, it's super cool. Um, and even when they, they know I'm an adult entertainer, and they're like, yeah, body positivity, you go, girl. But, like, not like you're a girl, but like, like do the Z snap kind of thing. Like, I'm pretty sure my mom thinks she is a gay guy, <laughs> but she's still a woman in every way. <laughs> but she, she, deep down, she wants to be a drag queen. That's my mom. Well, so, so, so needless, you have, you have support in your family for who you want to be. Pretty much, so that, that that's a good thing, because like, uh, uh, and like I'm with my new group of friends and stuff like that, and um, it's very hard introducing them to my family because they, a lot of people I'm close with don't have a close relationship with their family, so there is a distance that I have with people. Because mm -hmm. a lot of, there's, I. I don't want to say jealousy, but there's like an envy that like I'm very close with my family. And that I'm so comfortable with, like, the body I have and stuff. I think that kind of comes with it. Why I'm so happy with myself is because I have a family that has never looked down on me and has always been encouraging me, like, to go through the arts and stuff like that. Like, you know, they're like, I never had the best grades and they never got on my case about it. They're like, as long as you are doing right by you, we don't care. Mm -hmm. But, like, with my friends and stuff, like, it takes really hard for them like to introduce them to my family and they're kind of rude to them because they're expecting 
my mom or my grandfather because that's what they've received in their families is people that are not supportive to them and they want to be defensive over me like protective and then they see that I'm actually okay and so a lot of people have like kind of taken my mom as like their foster mom so my mom's kind of like everyone's mom that's cool well I think I think we had a great conversation don't, don't you think this this is a great you had a great time didn't you yes I, I know because the cyber time like, is the great time of the life um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, in a super hot room. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, you're boiling. Not the south. What's that? Not the south, at least. Yeah, yeah, sorry, you're boiling yourself all during this whole conversation. But, um, but yeah, um, thank you for coming on. Um, thank you everyone for listening to episode forty-nine, of Cyber Time Bite. Fiftieth is next week. Can't believe it! And this, and today, when, in like I said at the beginning, when this airs, this is going to be aired on the one-year anniversary. So, congratulations! You're my one-year anniversary guest. Yay! You can, you can follow me on Facebook at CyberTimeBite. You can follow me on Twitter at NostalgiaVant. Get my merchandise at RudBubble.com under Crash Steven Gear, where you can get the Spork T-shirt. The spork. And even you, you know that the spork is the most powerful of them all. You know. <laughs> oh, are you talking to me? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, you know. You know. In many different ways, you know. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, uh, tell, tell all the people who are listening right now where they can find you. Um, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at angel un- under dash tortured. So A N G E L under dash R T U R E D at Instagram. And that's that's our thing, pretty much. Um, I mean, like I have my email and my Patreon, but it they're all the same. Um, Patreon is slash angel tortured, and my Gmail. Is angel dat um, is angel tortured with no dash at Gmail. Well, thank. Well, once again, thank you, thank you for coming on here, talking about your cosplay, talking about what you do, in in everything, and um, for talking about your cosplays and and for talking about what about your about your help to the world in the way that. You want to help it. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. And I guess happy one year to Cyber Time Bite, everybody. What's just, what's hopefully was making for another year without me, <laughs> without me like freaking going crazy. <laughs> no. All right, everyone. Have a fantastic day.